1: I hope you are good, welcome to this week's episode of Mum and Mama, brought to you by the lovely Golding Accountancy, wearegolding.com, I hope you're good, this is part two of my chat with the lovely Nikki, who is the epic life coach, I hope you enjoyed the first part, she messaged me and was like, I can't believe you've left it on that cliffhanger, she can't remember what she said after, (laughs) so I know that she's definitely looking forward to the next bit as I hope you are, um, it's, uh, it's full of even more um, revelations. <laughs> I loved my chat with her because I was just like, oh my God, I couldn't believe what came out of her mouth. But yeah, it's, um, I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you're good, and I'll see you in a bit.
0: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
1: so what happened <laughs> gosh we
0: it triggered it triggered the worst in him and it triggered the worst in me because obviously yeah. a codependent who doesn't have her um person is no yeah. is no one, yeah, yeah. Just no one, just no one, just empty, just empty. Nothing, yeah. nothing to. No, I don't know who I am. I knew I was a mother. Yeah, yeah. I knew I was a mother, and that that's what got yeah. me through. That's what got me through. Yeah. But I didn't know who I was. And a narcissist yeah. to lose his power supply, lose his ego boost, yeah. lose his empath. Um. Yeah. It it it's just like you know it's gonna be very very intense that feeling, yeah. and that that was that played out for a good. 18 months where we would just continuously trigger each other and um, I would allow him to to take whatever you know uh, to to come into my house and and be with my daughter and you know shout and and be mean and I would you know be like I I would let him you know just do whatever he wanted and because I wanted him to see Paige but it wasn't really why he was there so I was like this is just so draining and so yeah. horrendous. And then I, I got myself another job working at the bank and it was like a corporate yeah. job. I was a resourcing lead. So it was quite like an important job to do properly. And I was yeah. relying on that money to, you know, pay my rent because we had to move out because he wouldn't move out. He said, you either live with me or you can go. So you, <laughs> sorry, so you,
1: when, when did you split up?
0: So after, after that the, birthday incident, yeah, uh, Paige was about nine months when that happened, yep. and we split up. I said to her, I can't go, yeah, I can't, do, can't carry on with this. Oh, and
1: so he made you leave the flat? The house, yeah. With the baby? He didn't make oh, me... because you owned the house, didn't you? Yeah. You owned the house, but he said, I'm not going, you've got to go. No, he
0: said, you can stay here with me. Like, we can be a family, Um, or, you know, it's your choice. So... I obviously didn't want to stay there with him anymore because we'd started to really argue and I didn't think it was healthy for Paige. Yeah. So I, um, I think he thought it would be a lot harder for me and this is what comes from only knowing somebody for a short period of time is you don't realise how determined yeah. somebody can be when they want to do something, yes. especially not me. Yeah. So I literally within two weeks was like, Oh, I've got myself a new job, I've borrowed some money and we're moving out and I'd got yeah. myself a flat and I paid that loan off, like it was it was only my sister that lent me the money, but paid yeah. that off within a couple of like six months. I started working yeah. Four days a week, I got my daughter into nursery. It was all incredibly painful. I wasn't expecting yeah. to have to go back to work and leave my baby yeah. who couldn't even crawl in nursery yeah. because, you know, she just used to sit on the floor. She couldn't even bum shuffle or crawl. She just, she was, she was too young. I, I mean, yeah. again, everybody's different, but I I yeah. hadn't had time to process it. Yeah, yeah. So um, having to go in on the train to work.
1: Oh. What were you going to town?
0: Yeah yeah oh it was um it was hard but um it gave me that separation that we both needed because living in that house together you know obviously he's hoping that i will forgive him of you know because he hadn't as he, he he still is very much i didn't cheat on you and it's like the it's for him i think it's the physical that he sees as the line but my yes, boundary yeah. is different, and I, I, so we, we, we are, di- we were very different. We weren't right for each other.
1: Yeah. You know, because yeah.
0: someone else would match him perfectly and go, oh yeah, but you can yeah. flirt and text and what have you. But you know, yeah, as yeah, long as yeah. you don't cross that line. But my line was different, yeah. and I needed to establish yeah. that before we got into the relationship and stuff. But you know, hindsight is a wonderful thing. <laughs> so, we, um, we. We started to try and work out co-parenting pattern, and it was extremely difficult to yeah. manage and to. And then she got ill. She got pneumonia and was poorly in hospital and. The baby. Yeah. Oh my god! How old was she? She was. It was just before her first birthday, so she was <gasps> eleven months. Oh, that must have been awful. It was awful. Yeah. Oh, we god. had the ambulance come out and. I and she was blue and her breathing was really shallow and they sent us home um with a pump and said, like, watch her for three days and basically if and then if she's bad, take her back. This was Basildon And yeah. so I watched her, we watched her struggle for breath for three days and then in the middle of the night on the third day I just slowly and quietly got myself, you know, picked all the stuff up and T- took the pram, the bottle maker, everything, and was like, yeah. "We are going to Darent Valley. We are going to move in because she is not well." And when we took her in, the woman took one look at and was like, "Take her straight through, and Dad stay here and fill in the bits." And they put her on her nebulizer, like so she could yeah. breathe. And we were in for five days with her, and she was really, really poorly. Um, but she's fine. She's absolutely fine now. But obviously, that yeah. I just started my new job and had to yeah. sort of try and still get some work done whilst being at home with her while yeah. she healed and yeah. that was pretty much how life felt for the yep. following 3 years because it was it's a constant juggling act of yeah. going to be, like getting your work done that you've missed from between half 7 and half 10 Because you haven't been able to fully focus. And then up in the night, two or three times, baby TV, cowpole, rocking, down, up again. Up, out the door by half past seven, nursery, train, work, cry in the toilets, work a bit more, cry in the toilets again, phone the nursery then run home, scream because you've got to wait five minutes for a tube and you want to get back so badly, run into the nursery, cry at the woman who's holding your baby at six o'clock, take her and then put her to bed and and do it again and then do it again. And it's no wonder that, you know, like single parents, single mums don't have any time or don't feel like they've got absolutely no time for themselves and no space to breathe. And we really like to rely on our support network, so I was so yeah, lucky 100%. to have my mum and my sister who were yeah. there for me. Like I remember, my one of my, I think it was my first week at that job, and I was working from home because they said to me, they're so brilliant um, where I worked, I did four days, three days in the office and one day from home, which was yeah. brilliant. So a day from home my mum would come and look after Paige with me there so I'd get to see her in between which didn't really work, and we couldn't do that for much longer because she would just always want me. And I was sitting there, like, dialing into calls and stuff, and my mum was in the bedroom trying to shush her from crying, and then I got off the call, and then I'm feeding her, and then someone else is emailing me, and I just thought, if this is just too much, and my mum's with me, and it's still too much for me to, to manage... Um, And you know, this is one child, I know people who do it with multiple kids and it blows my mind how they do it. And I take my hat off to every single one of you, like every single one of them that do it. So yeah, after about two years, I think it must have been of real um, difficult, of a real difficult time. A lot of arguments between me and him, uh, having to sell the house which was really hard. You didn't want to sell it for a long time. And then, you know, there was a lot of um, backwards and forwards. And then getting the mediation done, which I can't recommend enough for having that in place. Fantastic. Yeah. And it was after the second mediation, I started doing a lot of work on myself, watching multiple podcasts, YouTube, reading books about how, you know, codependence. And um, I don't really like putting myself in that box, but I really did identify as one. Yeah. Um, I felt the same way and it did resonate with me. So I learned a technique of how to sort of communicate with him so that I wouldn't trigger him. And that was just yeah. to be as boring as possible, which I'm, I'm yeah. not saying I'm the most fun person in the world, but I'm quite a, you know, hands in the face, very yeah, entertaining, yeah. you know, and I had to become super boring. Yeah. Okay like yeah. give him nothing because and that yeah. really worked well so that'd be my tip number one for anyone who's trying to not trigger a narcissist just be so plain yeah. like barely even look them in the eye and act like yeah. you're a moron like just be like mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm and then yeah they do, they've got nowhere to go with that yeah so that worked really well it's called gray rock I'm giving you all the tip bits now yeah. <laughs> I know that one yeah that's, that was really helpful for me that yeah. worked well and then starting to treat him like a human being as well you know like I saw him as the enemy for such a long time but yeah. he is a dad who loves his daughter and he just wants to be part of her life so instead of yeah. being very much like pushing him away with the communication you know like calm down yeah. you're always going to be in her life what you on about I've never cut him out yeah, 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 at least yeah. like treat him like a human being be like look I understand that this is scary for you Yeah, because you're not living with her anymore. But trust me when I tell you that as long as you are a good dad, I will never ever, you know, I wouldn't have taken a lot to have had that conversation. But when you're in anger and you're still, you you take it on you, it's like it's all to do with you, but it's not. You've got your your children, they're the most important people. So we can't just make it all about us and go, yeah, but they're upsetting me. Yeah, but they're here to see them. You don't even need to be here, go. Yeah. You know, why am I, why am I, so I used to take myself off out to the shops and let them have their time and slowly but surely we managed to turn it around and the second mediation that we went to was a lot more successful than the first because I'd got some strength up and some courage and I knew how to interact and I'd I'd found my feet a bit with my own identity and I'm not going to tolerate that, that doesn't make me feel comfortable, I'm not happy with that. Whereas before, I'd be yeah. like, oh, okay, and then just take the bullets. <laughs> and so yeah, that yeah, was really yeah. good. And that was in, like, the August, I think, of, no, July of 2018. And um, I went away to a friend's wedding in France. And um, I was with a friend. And we had such a good time. And we were laying out on this balcony in the sun in our bikinis. The river was, like, ebbing past. And I, was think- I thought to myself, I think it's over I think it's all done. Like this is blissful. She's she yeah. you know, she's with my mum, he's happy, the mediation's working well, and I was like, I can't believe I've done it, I can't believe that we've got through yeah. this. And then the yeah. next day, um, the very next day, I had a stroke. <laughs>
1: oh my god. Oh my god, do you think it's because you were so happy <laughs> that everything was okay? Yeah. Your body just went, alright. I think Oh fucking
0: it, like a proper full on stroke. Yeah. So everyone always goes to me, Oh, you mean a TIA? I'm like, no, a proper stroke, like um fuck. I had full brain damage, my actually it was my right side, not my left, my right side of my face and my arm. I couldn't speak. Um, yeah, so that and literally I got back from that wedding and I went out for a friend's birthday that night and um I was I was on my second drink and I started to feel Woozy and like really staring and spaced out, and I remember thinking to myself, "I've been spiked," and it was almost funny to me. Yeah. I didn't tell anyone that I'd been spiked. Yeah, yeah. My communication skills had gone, so I sort of like blinked, and my friends were all looking at me, and then I thought I'd said something, and then they looked really confused, and I'm like, "What did I just say?" That like time was skipping. And my friend, Carla, love her heart, she sort of was looking at me really quizzically like, what is going on with you? She was like, are you okay? And I went, I just, uh, I just... And I couldn't get the words out. And she went, right, we're going. And she got me in a taxi and we went home and I was falling asleep in the back of the cab and I was going, I just want to go to bed. And she was like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Got me into my house in the doorway. And she went, hold your arms up, stick your tongue out, and she's making me do all this stuff. Like, bless her. She was she realised what was going on. It makes me really wow. emotional, even talking about it, because she yeah. like she saved my life because she phoned 111. and I'm sat on the sofa, like just staring, and I was aware of everything, but it was like my motor skills had all gone. And I yeah. I looked at the telly and it was on. And then I blinked, and then I my arm was in front of me holding the remote, and I blinked again. And my arm wasn't in front of me and I couldn't lift it. I was like... "Oh, oh my God. I didn't know what was... It was really trippy and I'm still convinced yeah. that I've been spiked and that made sense. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'm like, I'm tripping was out tired. here. But I was so chilled. I was so chilled. Weren't worried at all. I was chilled. And then she... In the next breath, like... So she's phone 111 and she's looking at me and she's getting me to do all this stuff. I can't remember what it was, but she was making me do, you know, like, tips they were giving her. And then my sister arrived who was nine months pregnant. So I had the stroke on the 26th of August and her, my niece was born on the 10th of September, so like two weeks away from giving birth. Wow. And I, I looked at my sister and she looked worried and then the paramedics walked in. And... Um... They asked me my address and I said my mum's address, realised that it was wrong and I laughed and then my sister literally went (gasps) like that because as I laughed, I looked really weird because only half of my face lifted and it really freaked her out and she said I felt like I was going to have a meltdown, you know, and so we went out into the ambulance and they took me to Basildon and when we got to Basildon, they get you out the back of the ambulance and I just walked out, but that's when it went black. And I don't think I collapsed. It's just my brain stopped functioning. Because obviously i got a blood clot in my brain. So it stopped the oh, oxygen. Fucking hell. Yeah. So I think I had I had a scan. And then I was on like the little sort of one of the little wards in A&E. You know, when the ambulance yeah. dropped off. So And that's when I started to come round. So I remember getting out of the ambulance. And I remember being in the bed. So there's about 20 minutes. Or could could even have been longer. That I don't recall at all. And that's when the damage was done in my brain and it was such a short period of time because they gave me aspirin in that bed and it thinned the blood and allowed it to flow. So if Carla hadn't acted so quick or if she'd have let me go to bed, I could have died.
1: Wow.
0: Like, she saved me, and I'm so yeah. grateful to her. Like, it makes me get goosebumps when I talk yeah. about it, because it's she... thank
1: like God she knows. I know. Like God she... You like know, what she an angel. She's had too many, or... Yeah, exactly. You know.
0: Exactly. So I'll always be thankful to her for that, because as much as it was only a small amount of damage, I um, I suffered quite a lot. Like, my memory was um, totally shot for a while. When I woke up on the ward... I it's like all time was confused. Like I'd yeah. look, I'd look and like I say with the blinking, I'd look and my mum was there, then I'd blink and then my brother would be there. I, I was so confused. So I don't understand how this is... But I didn't think about it because I didn't have the capacity. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I've never seen anybody look more scared than my mum when she walked round the corner of that ward. Because obviously my sister's phoned her the next morning and said Nikki's yeah. in hospital. She said she's had something wrong. They think it might be They'd a stroke, they've had to scan her. And so she, she I've yeah. never seen anyone look more yeah, scared. I bet, I bet. And she came over and she was just like looking at me and I was like, I'm alright mum but I was like um a shell of myself.
1: Yeah.
0: And for ages afterwards I'd lost my sense of humour a lot. I couldn't I couldn't ban people would talk to me and I'd go to say sentence and I would forget in the middle of the sentence what sentence I'd started and so I'd have to just stop talking yeah. how old were you? oh 34 oh my god
1: yeah so how long how long did it take you to recover? how long were you in hospital for?
0: I was in hospital for five days and I came out and I should have definitely had some more time off of work but me being me and worrying so much about paying the bills and paying for page and that i went back to work you're joking i was literally injecting blood thinners into my stomach and then going on getting on the train. <laughs> getting on the train i got all the way into work and I had to go home because i'd forgotten to inject myself and um I, yeah i had to go back and do it my boss would have would have said to me "Like, don't work but obviously as a contractor i only got paid for what i did
1: this so. is being a single fucking mother. This is what it's like. You go to hospital, you go back to work. Five days after you had a fucking stroke because you're so worried about providing for your child. That sums it up. Yeah. I can't believe that. I sat there, and it oh was her. It was God. my daughter's
0: birthday on the eleventh of September, so it was like um, eleven days after I come out of hospital. So I'd organised this big soft play thing with like thirty kids. And I sat there and I was trying to write out the party bags. And I had to do them over again and again because I couldn't remember where I'd got to. And I, I, I literally was laughing at myself. I had to pour them out and do it again because I think halfway through, I thought it was a girl's one and it's a boy's one because I couldn't process it. I forgot her teddy to go to baby ballet and she cried. And I cried my eyes out in front of all the mums. I just, I just sobbed in front of everybody. And they're like, she can have one of our teddies, and I'm like, you don't understand, my brain doesn't work anymore, I can't do this. It was just like, oh gosh, like, awful, awful. But, um, yeah, so... How long did it take you to recover? it took me a lot longer to recover than it should have done and it would have done if I'd have given myself a chance you are not big and you are not clever where's my microphone that doesn't work you are not big and you are not clever (laughs) if you do not let yourself heal it's not the right thing to do nobody forced me my mum and dad my nan and granddad my friends my sister they would have given me money if I needed it and so I could have had a month off to recover but you
1: don't no that you want to do it yourself because it's poison it's just that thing isn't it in you that you're just like no i need to i need to do this and i'll be all right and i'll get on with it but i think also sometimes it's the the, if you stop and you actually realize what the fucking hell you're doing every single day you'll feel so overwhelmed with it yeah you won't actually be able to get up and do it anymore
0: yeah it is it's the fear of stopping
1: because
0: you know that you don't want time to contemplate and fall apart yeah. we don't have time to yeah. fall apart but if you yeah. if you don't let yourself acknowledge it then your body will do it for you because i yes. fell apart it's yeah. it really yeah. is it's not strong to ignore mm-hmm. yourself it isn't it's yeah. toxic it's bad for you and it has a detrimental effect because me having a stroke is not the right the best version of me that i could have been for yeah. my daughter Absolutely yeah, no, not. You know, yeah. I took her to a birthday party two hours too early because scheduling went out the window. I couldn't do times and dates. Yeah, and then yeah. me falling apart because I've realised I've got it wrong again. You know, it's, yeah, it was yeah, awful. Yeah. But, you know, it took me about 18 months, I think, all in. And the reason that I was able to heal eventually, honestly, the worst part of having a stroke, apart from being under the elderly geriatric medicine consultant... <laughs> geriatric medicine! Geriatric medicine!
1: <laughs> for the elderly I was like what
0: uh, was um... oh I forgot what I was going to say
1: the worst bit the worst part of it can't even but... remember
0: what it was oh dear that's the stroke again no you can't blame it on that I think I'm just getting a bit distracted um... oh the sleep the fatigue so All if right. you think that having newborn fatigue is tricky you can try having stroke based fatigue it is the most horrendous level of tiredness. It is going to New Zealand and having jet lag times a thousand, day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. And I had that for like well over a year. I oh my literally couldn't, I couldn't function. And, and I did, like I put myself through so much. Like Looking back, it it blows my mind. If I was left, and I, so when Paige used to go to her dad's, I would go to bed really early so because I didn't have to get up the next day. And I would sleep for 17 or 18 hours straight in a deep black sleep where I'd go. I'd be in the same position as when I woke up. Yeah.
1: Because
0: um, you, your brain obviously wow. recovers through sleep. So I was always, I'd wake up in the morning and it was as if I had jet lag and my daughter would be like, Morning, mummy, should we go downstairs? Do you want to play games? And I would be trudging through quicksand yeah. I would like always just close my eyes even while I was playing with with her like a game I'd sit there and like close my eyes. Oh my god And she'd be like Mummy wake up mummy and I'd be like oh silly me mummy's falling asleep again isn't she like it was just the hardest thing to function and be that tired. It was like um the newborn phase on steroids all over again and then I'm not obviously trying to work and and keep yeah. things going and i'm sure there's like probably some new mums listening to this right now that totally relate to that feeling of just sheer yeah, yeah. knackeredness yeah I, um it was lockdown i think that really um saved me because i was on the brink yeah. of another sort of breakdown uh, around February of 2020 um my daughter wasn't enjoying her nursery anymore I wasn't enjoying work and yeah. it felt overwhelming to even consider like get a new job but how much can I earn I need to earn this much and I don't yeah, want to work yeah. full time um you know yeah. my daughter's not liking nursery but she starts school in September do I take her out or what do I do and I was just in tears constantly yeah. I went back to counselling And um, I had three sessions with this counsellor and he said to me, I can't help you. And I was like, oh, and I felt really lost. I was like really (laughs) broken. Like, am I that broken that you can't help me? Like, he just said, that's just your life. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing I can, I can do to, I know, it's just. Are you
1: actually being serious? Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. wow yeah
1: wow he's like
0: I don't know how to help you like that's that, oh, that thank, is just your life you. I was like okay well, <laughs> all right then I think I even like... paid him for it like he said oh don't worry about paying me I'm like oh no no let me just um give you that give you money for that but um yeah Jesus but then we went into lockdown and I was like at first I was still high achieving I was doing yeah. online pole classes every night because I had to keep training and I was working and getting it, to do it following all the tips to look after your child and going mental. And it was like, yeah. after a little while, I started to sort of, it started to all crack. And I'm like, yeah. you know, like the cast sort of was coming off and I'm thinking I'm not able to move a little bit more. Maybe we'll just, maybe mummy will buy us a hot tub. Should we get a hot tub? And then we can just play in the hot tub. And then like, do you want to do a bit of yoga and... And, and I started to feel... And then my work said we can only have contractors three days a week. So obviously I'm like, okay, I'll take a mortgage holiday, so that's okay financially. So that means now I'm only working three days. Well, i had been begging. In my head, I've been thinking she is going to start school in September and I'm not going to be able to see her in the week. Yeah. And she's yeah. going to be gone and I'm going to have missed yeah. that whole time. And I yeah. really gained that back because Mondays and Fridays, every week, she was mine. Yeah. And I cannot thank COVID enough for giving yeah. me that gift because yeah, yeah. I felt ready for her to go to school when she went because I'm like, I've had this blessed summer with you, just with you, just me and you. And it's been yeah. the most wonderful experience. We planted flowers in the garden. We washed the car. We've never washed a car before. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> and we were out there washing the car. And it was just like this magical time. And yeah. I was, was sleeping more because I didn't have to commute. And yeah. I was really looking after myself. I got, like, a nutritionist because I had terrible skin. Really, really terrible, acne-fied skin. And so I was, like, I had an intolerance test. I would eating healthily, looking after myself. And I started to sort of see a light at the end of the tunnel. And I felt, I feel like there's a different life out there for me. But I don't know how to find it. And then I joined... Um, this life coaching programme, just yeah. because I thought I'd... I, I, I do not know what else to try. Yeah. I Sorry. My, um, <laughs> Mum and Mama, how can I help you? It's,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's bloody someone trying to... Send their BT and I normally unplug my house phone but I didn't think anyone would phone me because it's only me mum and my sister that phone me or p- dodgy people trying to sell me stuff. So Because my life story's I'm, taking I'm so
0: long, they're like, Are you still recording? <laughs> 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 we'll cut this bit out. Cut most of that <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> cut the sad bits out. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, go on. So you joined this life coaching programme. Yeah,
0: so this woman, Lani, is Lani Nalu. She actually is, she's from America. She's from the OC um, and she lives in Bali and she's actually engaged to a guy who I used to go to school with and so that's how I oh sort of God. knew about her, and um, yeah. I've been watching her for a while. And she's very much like someone that I would that inspires me. She's like really full of fun and really confident, empowering. You know, she's really like making it happen. They're making loads of money doing what they're doing, and. I yeah, thought, wow, yeah. she's really got, like, some spark in her. And she was doing this Black Friday deal, because God forbid I should pay full price. You know, like, oh, yeah. oh that's, my, yeah. that's my baby's money. So I yeah. paid it, and then I cringed and, like, gave myself 50 lashes for spending money on myself. <laughs> and um, I went, I started doing it, and it's, like, six weeks, if you do it, like, to the letter, which I did, obviously, yeah. overachieving me. And I literally changed so much in those six weeks. It felt like six years. Like, surely somebody can't change that much in that short space of time. I promise you that I did. Like, it was unbelievable. It was exactly the right time, exactly the right content, the right person and the right moment for everything to just shift and for this whole new world to just crack open in front of me. And I was like... Oh, I'd booked, in the November when I started Purpose, the program, I'd booked plastic surgery to have my fat Uh. lipoed out of my stomach and injected into my hip to make me more um, symmetrical for my scoliosis. So, because that symmetry is what attracts a boyfriend. Did you know this? Right. This is what I was thinking very clever I mean what I don't even I don't I didn't consciously think that but that's what I
1: yeah realized later obviously that's what I was
0: thinking because I've been single since me and um, Paige's dad split up which has been like four and a half years and I'm like I'm ready to meet somebody really lovely but you know I'm not going to meet anybody looking like this not in this state feeling all bad about myself still um yeah it's funny, the old programs, they don't leave you. Unless you look at them, they don't leave you. So I still feel yeah. like this 12-year-old, flat-chested, ginger, skinny little rat with a with yeah. a hunchback. So obviously that's going to affect my ability to date confidently. yeah So I've booked him to have this procedure done. And I've gone up and had a consultation. He's drawn all over me. Me and my sister had made a Play-Doh hip so that he could see how much roughly to put in.
1: Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. Are your listeners confused? I am confused as uh, well. I don't even <laughs> don't even know what 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 possessed me, but I was so excited about it. I was like this yeah. is going to be like the moment this is going to be brilliant. And so yeah, yeah.
1: It,
0: it was like 7,000 to have this done. Wow. I know. And um I, so I wouldn't pay loads for a life coaching programme, but I'll pay for that. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. I put down the deposit, but I, I ended up, after these six weeks, probably about a month in, I cancelled the surgery. I was like, this is outrageous. Wow. I don't need to have that done. Yeah. And I lost my yeah. deposit, but other than that, you know, so I used that money to invest in her extra, you know, like, Navy SEALs um, programme, for people who want to become a coach and want to, you know, increase their coaching, you know, ability and stuff like that. And I used it to sort of help me start my business. I had savings as well, which I've used to put into it too. And I just thought, I just had this sort of like light bulb. It was a slow burner where I was like, I feel like I could help people, you know. I think I could, I've got a lot to share and I've got a lot of life experience and I I know now what, what i did wrong you know and where i and what went right i know what what was good and what wasn't good and i've got a real sort of um it's like a pain in my heart that um people are out there feeling the way i was feeling and they don't have the support that i got in this program because it was life-changing for me and it, it hurts me because i think if you feel how i felt then you need help. You need some yeah. help, and I will help you. Like, I do not want anyone to go on like that because y- yeah. you'll get ill. Yes, yeah. You'll get ill, and you won't be able to look yeah. after your kids as well as, you know, it's, it, yeah. people do want to just ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, and keep the wolf from the door. But eventually, it's yeah. going to come crashing in through the window and bite you in yeah. the arse.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? And you want people to be happy. It's Yeah. You're not happy no when you're like that are you and the, what is the point you're here for such a short space of time yeah you just want to be the best that you can be yeah don't you?
0: definitely i am so i know like we've talked about a lot and gone through sort of like the meal with everything and it's all been sort of like you know it is the the trauma side of stuff that what what, what yeah. i've been through but now i am so happy like, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I, and my life is the same. I still have a mortgage, single parents, daughter, you know, bills to pay. Yeah. I'm trying to build a business. So, again, it's, you yeah. know, it could be seen as stressful. I'm loving every minute of it. I'm, yeah. I'm doing, you know, business coaching, and I've got my other one-to-one coaching with Lani, and she inspires me all the time. And I've got all yeah. of my women in the group. And, and I'm doing this stuff that lights my soul on fire, whereas before I was doing yeah. spreadsheets, and the difference yeah. is huge huge. huge you know yeah um so I'm so grateful for taking that leap and and doing the program because I totally didn't know what to expect and I thought it might be something I might get a little something out of I didn't realize how transformative it was going to be for me um so yeah yeah. and now I'm, I'm doing it for other people like I started my business I left the bank end of February of this year and right. Okay. Yeah. So I've been doing this business now for like what two and a half months. So I've got nine clients. So I'm really yeah. like proud that and and the results I'm getting with them, I I get so I get so happy. Yeah. I literally yeah. sit there in the mornings and I'm like I'm so grateful that she's doing this and oh it's yeah. amazing that she's doing that and I just buzz off of it. Um, they're yeah. like my babies. So I literally just like I've got like ten kids now. I love it saying that I've got like a 63 year old client. She'll be like what? your grandmother but yeah it's so lovely
1: it's so so lovely that you can do something that helps you so much yeah isn't it like you're helping people but that's also helping you you know it's so fulfilling
0: of the world
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: it is it's win-win and i totally see it like that and um yeah i just really want to keep helping Women to get to sort of more where, where I feel like I am now. Just and it's just mentally, yeah. spiritually, emotionally like nothing else has to change. You don't have to get rid of your partner or change your job or yeah. lose a load of weight, just to feel really comfortable and like be true to yourself, craft yeah. yourself, love yourself, and let go of all that yeah. old all that old gunk that follows you around everywhere yeah. and sort of spoils everything for you. I would yes, never right. I would never have reached out to you to be on this podcast. Never in a million years would I have. Like, but I'm, yeah. I've had a great time.
1: Yeah, well, I have. <laughs> I'm so glad this has just been one of my favourites. So when oh. people get in touch with you, how does it, like, session-wise, what do you... Do you ask them a lot of questions about who they are and how do you... Because I suppose it's kind of like being a counsellor, isn't it, really? Like figuring out what makes people.
0: Yeah, so the way that I see it is uh, So I have like usually a pretty in depth chat with people just because I love to get to know people anyway. Yes. Um, And generally I kind of know the sort of person that I'm gonna attract because it's my energy attracts the right clients. And so generally, it's like a version of what I used to be like. So it'll be somebody who probably is a bit of a people pleaser, doesn't really know who they are, you know, not a strong-minded person who somebody wants to be a bit braver or a a bit more confident um, and let go of a bad relationship, things like that. So I tend to kind of know roughly the sort of person that will want to work with me. But I ask a load of questions, but I just let the... I let it intuitively flow. So I really trust my intuition. I just, I, I kind of get this feeling of what I want to ask and it's usually the yeah. right question. And so, yeah, I would just, and i let them tell me what they think is important. You know, yeah. what area of, it, of their lives are they really not happy with? What do they want yeah. to reach their potential on? And we kind of go from there. It's usually a really lovely chat,
1: actually, the first yeah, chat. Yeah. And well, um, I suppose the people that come to you obviously want to make a change, don't they?
0: Yeah, and I really um, only work with women who are exactly like that. You know, really open and ready yeah. to change, and like willing. You know, people who, yeah. who are going to put the work in because it it is. You know, it's a commitment, and it takes determination. You can't just sit on the sofa and someone's going to give you, like, a packet of sweets yeah. and you eat them and then your life yeah, is yeah, different. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But
0: I found it easy... Because I was so excited to see the results because I was so yes. unhappy with I, I felt I was not living yeah. in my purpose and in my potential whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, give me the goodies. I want to be like Lani. How did she get there? Yeah. And she's like, This is how I did it. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll do what you did then and I listened to every word she yeah. said and now this is how I feel. So I know it works. Yeah. I know yeah. it works, and um, my my clients are really like loving it, and it's just so nice. So I'm hoping I can keep building it up and getting yeah. more and more testimonials, so that people can see, yeah. you know, how good it really is.
1: Yeah. Well, you sold me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's when I can see how happy you are on your face. Like you just, you, you know, you're just beaming. Oh, it's because I've got makeup mean? on today.
0: I I, I I prefer I prefer to have a bit of makeup on, <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't be beaming so much. I can't be
1: bothered to take it off. I don't wear it anymore. No. Well, I did a video, um, just like chatting a bit about mental health, and it's been watched quite a lot. And I'm thinking, I wish I put a bit of fucking mascara on now. <laughs> Made a bit of an effort. If I'd have known, loads of people would have watched it. Um, so how how do people t- get in touch then because I'll um obviously I'll share everything. What are you what's your website? So it's
0: theepiclifecoach.co.uk. Yeah. And you can basically find me on everywhere. I think I've got LinkedIn under Nikki Rettigan. Uh yep. Instagram under the epic life coach. I've got a business page, the epic life coach. Um yep. if anybody wants to see more of what I'm doing and get to know yeah. me a bit more rather than contact me I've got a free Facebook group and okay. it's I just post um different videos I've just done a Wednesday uh Wednesday post so if one shares their yeah. wins and it's really lovely I've got so many gorgeous women in there and they're all like they don't know each other and they're really like supportive. Oh, that's amazing. Well done. And it's just all yeah. positivity. And I'll put some little bits and pieces in there to help people out. And so that's the Epic Life Tribe.
1: Right, okay. I'll check it's... that out. And I will share everything. Yeah, no, that's Do you okay. only work with women or have you only had women approach you?
0: Well, I do market myself to women, but I actually am coaching a man at the moment and I've coached another guy in the past. Yeah. So I think that my my sales businessy coach um would be saying to me that i need to niche down and sort of like really target my my ideal perfect client Yes. Um, yeah. But I said that it's difficult because I, if I, if I, if somebody wants me to help them, and I feel that we're an energy match, you know, like yes, they're very yes. much, like, I'm really interested in this, and I'm really willing to. I, I kind of feel like it's, you know, I want to help them. So I have got a guy yeah. at the moment that I'm coaching. He's doing really well. But predominantly, yeah. I think it's women because I like to unleash the sexual feminine energy side of things. I can't do right. that so much with men because men will be like, Is, are you coming on to me or what's going on here? Uh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like to unleash the yeah. feminine goddess powers and my, man's, okay. my man doesn't really sort of, you know, he's yeah. not really down with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wicked! it all sounds absolutely fantastic and I'm so happy for you. I really am because you've fucking been through it. Oh. So I'm really pleased <laughs> that you have found your space and, thank you you know you're happy in yourself as well because that's i think really that's where everyone aims to be and it's so hard to get there so i'm really happy for you that you have
0: oh thank you so much and you don't need any mascara you're beautiful like you actually are
1: (laughs) you actually are i'll pay you later Um, but thank thank you so much for contacting me and sharing because this has really helped me this conversation and I'm sure it will help a lot of other people as well. Oh, it's, I'm so glad it's I've been loved. I loved it. Absolutely loved it.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And I'll
1: be glad to share your work as well. That'll be that's a I'm happy to do that. It's a nice interview. Oh, thing to that's do so lovely. Thank you very much. Of, you know, <laughs> I haven't got that many followers, but it's like, oh, hopefully someone will find you that needs you.
0: Yeah, definitely. And everyone's always welcome to have a chat with me. It's a free call, so it's not no, no one has to pay me. We just have a little chat. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it's I, and it's just going to be uh onwards and upwards from now for yes. both of us. Oh, yeah. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Oh,
1: it's been lovely. Thank you so much. You're
0: welcome. All I'll right. speak to you soon.
1: Yeah, bye. Bye. hi so that was Nikki the epic life coach if you would like to talk to her then I'm going to post links and stuff of where you can find her below um I as I said in the um as I said in the talk like her going back to work what was it eight days or five days after she had the stroke like just summed up being a single parent I've had um I had a bit of a nasty experience uh recently I had um well, I'm still as I'm recording this, it's all kind of being investigated, but I believe I had a burst ovarian cyst. I ended up in A&E the other weekend because um, I was just in so much pain. And um, I got sent home with some very strong painkillers and uh, told that I had to have a scan, so I had the scan. Um, they couldn't see my left ovary, which is where the pain was, but they could see my right ovary, and I do have a cyst there, so I'm being referred to deal with that um and i'm assuming from that because i've had it before as well that i did have a birth cyst on my left and that's why i had the pain but anyway um i obviously I, i'm a single parent and i work freelance so i don't get sick pay or holiday pay like if i don't work i don't get paid so it just really brought it home to me that like what i needed to do was spend the week in bed and not do anything and just rest and recover but that is not a possibility for me i had to work i mean to be honest I didn't feel like it, but I could still work. Like, it wasn't the end of the world. I can still, you know, I'm sitting on my bum on a computer. It's not the hardest thing. So I could still work. So that was good. Part, I mean, one of my jobs is physical, so I couldn't do that. But that's fine. It's, you know, that's no biggie. Um, But just the general, unless someone can actually move in here and be me, then I can't, like, because I've had so many lovely offers of help. And that's been really lovely. I'm so appreciative of my friends and my family. But it is literally, like, unless you can move in and be me for a week, then, you know, I've just got to get on with it. But the girls are good, thankfully. We've had shit dinners. But it's not, you can have shit dinners every now and then. (laughs) Thank God for pasta. That's all I can say. But, yeah, it just, it does, what I'm trying to say, basically, is as much as I'm happier being a single parent, it's just when you get sick, (laughs) that's when it, fucks you up because you know someone's got to look after the kids and unfortunately like I said unless someone can actually move into your house and take over your roles then you have just got to get on with it but that is being a mum anyway isn't it even when you've got a partner you still got to be mum so yeah so yes but um anyway I'll stop moaning about my life now I'm feeling better today I've been feeling really crap but i actually feel a bit better today so please god i'm coming to the end of it all now i haven't been to the gym for over a week i feel like i'm gonna explode but yeah um i hope you're good i hope you have a good week and i look forward to seeing you next week when i've got a very exciting all my guests are excited i'm so lucky um, I'm joined by the, by, boy, boy, I'm joined by, I'm not going to do an accent because it's just embarrassing, the lovely Mary Lay, who is a singer-songwriter, and she's set up an organisation called Mummers in Music, about how hard it is being a woman in the, well, a mother in the music industry, because, well, she'll tell us all about it, but yeah, she's set up an organisation to try and make people aware of difficulties, and, yeah, it's really good, she's really lovely. So, Yes. Work. get in touch if there's anything you want me to talk about and Work. big love to you all stay safe and sane and i'll see you Work. next week bye hold up